Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Uh, got a, another uh, draft topic today, and this, I think, is a really interesting one, looking at specifically at the David Ajabo pick, but maybe more importantly, looking at kind of a different methodology of how you uh, segment elements of value from this pick. Joining me to do this is Tyler Gross. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Ken. How are you? Happy to have you here. This is really a fascinating topic. And, I'm excited and- to be here. I, I really appreciate people like you who, who uh, reach out and uh, have an idea for a topic. This is narrow. It definitely meets the standard. And we're going to go into some depth on this, but this is very interesting stuff. So 
basically summarize what you did for me during the production meeting about how you look at the David Ajabo draft value. Yeah, yeah. Well, so th- this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, and you're being such a, a fan of your show is uh, is basically what led me down the road because I hear you talk in depth about this stuff really analytically, and so I wanted to try to put this concept I had to you know like like more concrete kind of pen to paper. So what I was what I was going for after the um, Injabo pick, I was I had mixed feelings, and I was trying to reconcile the the loss of value that I think we were going to have with what we could hopefully expect from a player who was so much highly more highly regarded than where he went. So basically, I uh, I, I made a spreadsheet of of um, top sixteen picks just for the purposes of the discussion. I assumed he was going to miss the first year, so expect nothing, and assume he would have been a top sixteen prospect. So top half of the first round, what are these guys? projecting out over their rookie deal versus these top of the second round guys. And then just taking that loss of the rookie year and seeing if I could find some gain or loss in the value there with some uh, additional factors that we'll, we'll go through. All right. That sounds good. So uh, who were some players you were comparing them to from, for example, the first round? Okay. So I just, I went back from 2013 through 2018 and I took all of the edge players drafted and I stopped it. Um, at 2018, just to, just to, just so I could actually see the contracts they got and figure out, you know, what kind of comp picks we would have got back. Okay. So one thing I love to hear in that sentence is I went back and I looked at all or an every, cause it means you didn't cherry pick. This is every single one who got drafted in the range that you specified. Right. And so these are, these are guys, what pick range are we taking here? So I took, yeah, yeah. So I used, um, I used stat head, um, f- which was, I think it's part of, pro football uh, reference mm-hmm. and i just went picks one through pick 16 years 2013 through 2018 edge and then i actually had to remove a couple guys who were they who were clearly not edge guys um that they were like interior uh, defensive linemen and i didn't want to bog down the stats with those guys so maybe one or two guys got pulled but it was the entire pool of those edge defenders so i made um a list of that just to give you a couple names it's guys like um Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Vic Beasley, uh, Ezekiel Ansah, Deion Jordan. So guys like that in the first round. Um, some of the second round highlights, uh, one of the Ravens' own, Tyus Bowser, um, uh, Jihad Ward, who had a stint with us, so guys like that. And then, um, then I popped over to Pro Football Focus, and I got their – grades that was the i just decided to go pro football focus for their ratings so i just mm-hmm. got their grades for their rookie years then i got the grades for the first four years of that rookie contract total and then i just kind of averaged them out and made a couple columns there so you could see what you would expect from a player picked in the top half of this first round on their rookie contract and then versus that top second round guy Okay, so let's let's look specifically at those two groups, and, mm-hmm. and what did you what did you find in terms of aggregate performance for the top sixteen group, and then for the top sixteen of the second round group? Right. So there's obviously there's obviously a, a jump, uh, you know, somewhat significantly on what you could expect here. So the average the the PFF average grade for that just the rookie year mm-hmm. is um, just under 71, 70.9. Then for the accumulative rookie contract, and this is just the one through four years because that fifth year option isn't available for that second round guy. So this is just one through four is 73, 
which is actually fairly significant. Um, the first round guys here, that that uh, rookie average actually would put them in the top 30 edge rushers on PFF's list for just last year. Mm-hmm. The graded players, so that that the rookie contributions in that first round top sixteen guys are essentially performing at a top thirty edge rusher in the NFL overall for the course of that rookie deal. The second round guys, um, that rookie year, they're at fifty eight, and then the aggregate over the course of the the uh, rookie contract is sixty three, which would put them in the top sixty five. So essentially, the second level. Okay, important note about the PFF system is that 60 is an average player. In fact, if you go in, you get one snap and you don't have a rateable event, you, you're at a 60 mm. on the on, on the thing. So ab- above 60 is it starts to be a contribution to value. And there's another component to this. I really recommend people, by the way, go go and get a subscription to PFF. It's a, it's a very good service. And uh, one of the things that it does is um, if you have an, a long time at a 65 performance, like if you had a 65 game every single game for the entire year, your overall grade for the year might be in the 70s, might be 72, 74. And that seems counterintuitive because it's not an average. It's like a additional contribution made above average. And doing that for an extended period of time makes you more above average over the course of a season, if that makes sense to people. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So. So uh, anyway, the uh, what we're basically seeing from the top 16 picks of the second round is they're pretty average NFL players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you could you could definitely you could definitely make that assertion. Um, it's you know, it's it's hard to it's, it's, it's weird with these ratings, too. You're right. You kind of pointed it out sometimes like I, when I was looking at it. Um, so Tyus Bowser, I wanted to grab a couple names from last year's rating just to give some perspective. Tyus Bowser was rated at a 73. So that puts him right exactly where these, you know, these rookie deals were putting these top 16 guys. Um, and then Matt Judon was in the mid to high sixties. I think he was like a 68, which would put him in the second round guys. But I, you know, he had a good year to me with the Patriots. So it, it, I'm not, I'm not totally, totally sure how it correlates here, but basically this, the, the first round top 16 guys are going to give you, solid starter production for the course of the rookie deal. And then the second round guys, it seems like maybe they'd be like the second guy on the, the edge rush, you know, like the number two. Oh, I think you're muted. You know, it wouldn't be a show if that didn't happen at least once we make no attempt to edit those out. So it's I'm like, honored. It, I got to be a part yeah. of it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Yes, it's been suggested by um, many folks that that the Ajabo pick is a first round swing with a second round pick, and the only issue I have that that is the loss of the developmental season. So I, I agree that if you, if you look at if he started his career in 2023 and David Ajabo is exactly the same player he was when he was at Michigan as a senior, the Ravens get a hell of a deal. Okay, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But 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 he's not that's not going to be the case, unfortunately. He's probably going to lose the developmental year. And and you can see right from these stats, whether it's a first or second round pick, there's a substantial uptick in play between year one and year two. For or year sorry, year one and the entire rookie deal, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, almost exclusively. There was a couple outliers. I think Vic Beasley um had an outlier, you know. But but you're right. But that's interesting because I I was I mean the developmental part is a big part of it. I was concerned with um 
the loss of the pro- the, uh, the production, like the mm-hmm. immediate impact as well. You know, we, we did catch lightning in a bottle a little bit with Adafi Owe last year, but I mean, he was a really important part of that defensive rotation. And, you know, someone who was an even higher regarded prospect, not having that contribution is going to be, you're going to notice it's not there. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was concerned with that as well. It took them, it took them time to get value out of Tyus Bowser. Um, I'm trying to think of who, of players who were actually injured in their, in their first years who were Ravens edges. And that's, that's harder to really harder for me to get, like go back and get that. There've been obviously some people didn't work out like well, uh, Sergio, uh, Sergio Kendall. There's right? a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's a good one. Yeah. He couldn't uh, beat linemen or stairs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, the other question I had for you is here, you have a, a rookie year for PFF and rookie contract for PFF. So is that rookie contract years two to four? No, I, I took the whole, them? yeah, I took the whole thing. So I wanted to, because, because I wanted to factor in the, the, the season that he, that they, that he would be missing or that, you know, the hypothetical player would be missing. Uh, and then, um, We'll completely agree with the methodology, but what I would say is that the jump is even more pronounced from year one to years two through four mm-hmm. when you take the, the lower number one out of the total for the for the four year. Period. Yeah, and I didn't want to. I, I thought it would start to give. I mean, it's already you know not the best source by only having one source that I'm using for the numbers. But then if you take out the worst year, then you're kind of like you're tilt, tilting the scales a little bit. Okay, we, we so we don't really like to bash other people's models here. We just we all we all we want to do is try and understand what kind of you you took from this, and no model's perfect, so don't worry about that. It's it's we're 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 just looking at this and trying to see what can this tell us. But but I'm more interested in the other things you're telling me in the production meeting about what are the other elements of value. So I think you had it nailed to three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, so the uh, yeah, so there was a few other things I was trying to think you know, conceptually, what are these, what other value does a draft pick give you? Uh, so I have, I have a, a category here that I, I looked up all of these guys and which one of them or, or how many of them turned into like first team all pros, multiple time pro bowlers. Um, Eric DaCosta has talked in the past about his desire to find these blue chip guys, you know, the real difference makers. And I don't know how easy it is to quantify the, the, the jump that you get from a, a solid starter to the blue chip guy, but the first round has a pretty significant hit rate here. It's over, uh, over 50%, uh, almost two out of three of these guys become pro bowlers, all pros or multiple, um, you know, all pro pro bowler guys. And only one guy, um, in the five years that I, that I took this, uh, pool of players turned into a pro bowler in the second round. So you have a significant, significantly higher hit rate for what you, you know, you would call uh, blue chip players. Then there's um, an additional value, I think, to be gained in the co- compensatory pick you would receive for the player were you to choose to let him go. So every, almost every one of these guys in the first round goes for a third or a fourth round pick. Only, only two players didn't. Uh, so it's, it's, you're going to get a third or a fourth most likely. And then the second round guys, it's, it's, um, it's a lot more hit or miss over half of them. You didn't get anything back. And then a six, a couple threes on the, uh, you know, the home run hits. So there's additional benefits to getting this comp pick. There's the chance of hitting and getting these blue chip guys. And then, uh, one of the things we talked about, I think is the, the option you have in how you handle the upcoming contract. So that second contract doesn't just represent, um, 
uh, you wanting to keep the guy as part of your team or letting him go for the comp pick, it represents the options you have in team building where you can look at, you know, the pipeline of players you have coming up or what's on the open market. And then you can, you know, okay, what, you know, how much of this production can we fill with someone else at a much cheaper cost and pocket this third or fourth round pick. And I think that that flexibility represents a significant value as well. Yeah, I, absolutely. That's it's, it's a great point. I've never really had it couched in exactly that manner. But you look at the Baltimore Ravens and they've been forced into a number of heartbreaking decisions about who they let walk mm-hmm. from their team. And a lot of teams face this. Good teams that draft well face it. Um, it it's, it's the far superior position to be in than to be in a position where you don't have a lot of choices between what players you let walk because you don't have that many good players. You're trapped in total. Right. Uh, so, so yes, it, I think it does create a meaningful option. So you look at the end of, of, a, of a season like this last year where the Ravens had to make choices about who they would keep and who they would let go. And, um, you know, they, they, they uh, coming out of that 2018 draft, which was historic in nature, not only did they did they have to make choices at that point, they actually kind of had to unwind that draft during the first four years because they 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 knew these these contracts were all stacked up and they were gonna they were gonna come due. So Orlando Brown had to be traded. Mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst had to be traded because they found a better tight end than him after the first round. And right. and uh, Kenny Young uh, didn't really do all that much, frankly, in Baltimore, but they found a way to really make use of that value by trading him, and and he's ended up being a decent decent player elsewhere. So I, I, I think that that option value that you speak of really is very significant. And the Ravens do a good job of deciding who their cornerstone players are going to end up being. Uh, at least we hope so. We had some unfortunate injuries recently with Stanley and Humphrey, but uh. yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that also, I think speaks to, I think you and I both feel this way. The, the positional value argument where you're taking these top, these top draft pick guys, I always bristle a little bit when I hear, you know, like, Oh, is this running back on the Ravens radar? Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking at this guy or that guy. I think you and I both had uh, mixed feelings with the Linderbaum pick. Um, so I, when you take these top tier guys, you know, Orlando Brown, it's a tackle Hollywood Brown wide receiver, even if things go somewhat awry where the guy isn't happy and he wants to be traded, you have used to have so much flexibility because of the value that he carries just by playing the position he does. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's it's a good point. You, you dealing with um, premium position value in the first round. If you just totally ignore it and look at your needs instead, or even look at just value instead, mm-hmm. I I think there is a lot of risk involved. I think you 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 run the risk of not being able to fill those premium positions. It's unfortunate because the Ravens in this off season went out and got Marcus Williams, paid a huge contract to him, you know, five years, 70 million. Yeah. But I, I considered that money well spent because it's basically saying that um, one of the premium positions we would need to draft in the first round, a, a free safety is taken care of. And then what happens? They get the value pick of all time dropping to them in terms of Kyle Hamilton, the great right. of all time, but one of the great ones. Right. And, and they, they feel compelled to take it, even though it's a second free safety. Right. Yeah. 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 That, I think, uh, I think EDC probably was put in a conundrum there with the, uh, you know, best uh, guy on the board versus like the team need, obviously I think almost always the best guys winning, mm-hmm. but the flip side of that is that if the best guy on the board isn't in a, in a, you know, the high value position, I think that's where there's pushback where I, I wasn't happy with the queen pick either. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just, you know, part of it is, I think is just playing the percentages and giving yourself as much wiggle room to be wrong as you can. 
And when you're taking a guy who is at a lower value position, you have to hit at least somewhat with him to get the value out of it. You know, Hollywood Brown, maybe we'd put him as like an above average starter or, you know, like solid starter was somewhere below pro bowl and starter. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you had that level for a center, like if Linderbaum ends up playing at that level and you trade him in that fourth year, you're, you're getting a mid round pickback for a, a solid starting center, but Hollywood, you can flip him for the same pick you drafted him for because he plays wide receiver. Yeah. And he's, it was a, interesting. The value they got for Hollywood it was, it was kind of um, diff, difficult to explain even why the Cardinals would want to trade that away that much to get him. But uh, obviously the, the Ravens well, be the beneficiaries. Yeah. Luckily, luckily DeAndre Hopkins doesn't know what, how the banned substances policy works. I think that <laughs> played a big part in that. Okay. <laughs> but it could be. Well, cause you, right. I don't know if you heard that he, uh, he, he tested for it last season and then kept appealing it and, and it just didn't make it into the news. So the Cardinals knew the whole season about this. Okay. When, when did this, when did the news come out actually? Um, after a, a few days after the draft, okay, a few days after the draft, but apparently the test happened last November and then he went through the appeals process and it was denied. So the Cardinals knew, and I think that's why the talks kind of started. Is he missing half a season then, or what's he missing? I think, I think six games. Okay. I think six games. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. No, good information. I was not keeping up with that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Tyler, impressive topic and very well put together here. Um, oh, thanks. I, I, I like it. The, the, the philosophy of the topic in terms of breaking out the value into three pieces, I really like and, uh, and appreciate you uh, coming on and talking to us about it. So tell folks again where they can talk football with you, uh, whether it's Twitter or wherever. You know, I don't really use Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is just, I don't even know what it is. It might just be my name, Tyler Gross, T-Y-L-E-R-G-R-O-S-E. But honestly, I'm, I'm really never on there. Um, my Instagram is Tyler, not Taylor. Um, so, you know, I'm on that sometimes, but I, I really, uh, I, I listen to the, I consume the media more than I take part in it. All right. Well, by all means, uh, uh, jump in on the conversation and I'm sure you'll get some, get some followers quickly on Twitter if you want that. And uh, a lot of people don't, and I understand that and respect it too. Your second person has been on the show recently who really doesn't have a Twitter presence, which is a little unusual in younger people today. Yeah. I know. I'm not a big social media guy. I honestly, I forgot I had the account and I, and I, and I just logged in so I could DM you the message basically about, you know, this, this idea that I had. So. Well, very cool. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Exactly what we're looking for in terms of film study shorts. So if you're out there, uh, DMS are open on Twitter, hit me up. Love to hear from you and we'll get you on real quickly. The whole start to finish time on this was what, under a week, right? Tyler. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, great. And that's, that's the kind of time frame we'd be looking at. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's now, not later. Uh, Tyler, thanks again for coming on. Thanks again, Ken. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. 
Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.